0: Good morning from the Summit Responsible Solution Studios. Welcome back to the second hour of Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins. I'm a landscape designer, garden author, horticulturist. I love to help people with their gardening questions and their landscapes. You can give us a call 188-455-2967. Or you can text me at 23680. And I have to give kudos to everybody texting this morning. I'm getting long messages. That's right. Off the chain and detailed information, too. And it helps me answer your questions more succinctly. So it's just wonderful. Thank you so much. And We've got a great hour for you. Uh, we have the Dirty Word of the Day coming up. And then also, too, uh, we have Mary Phillips. And she is with the... Um, uh, she is with uh, the National Wildlife Federation Gardens for Wildlife, and so she is going to be talking to us about some announcements this week. So, we'd love to hear from you, and we're glad you're with us. Now, if you do not hear, and sometimes this comes up, we have people say, Well, we only get one hour of the show, Lizzie, and so, uh, or we only hear the second hour, we don't hear the first hour. That has to do with what their radio station, because we're syndicated all over the state of Florida and the South, and you can hear us everywhere, but that is up to the radio station when they do the show.
1: That's correct. Yeah, you need to actually figure out the station that's near you that you're hearing it from. You'll listen. They'll give their call letters at the top of the hour, and that's who you need to call. Calling us here in the Orlando, the WFLA, it, it doesn't really. we're not the ones who are broadcasting on their station right and
0: and and so we really can't help them but it would help us if you call your radio station and say we want to hear all two hours of better lawns and gardens and uh you know we're big fans of it we would love for you to do that
1: and if you do miss it then download the uh, iheart radio app it is free and then search wfla orlando there's there's a couple of us out there but wfla orlando click on it and you'll see the better lawns and garden uh section there
0: that's wonderful. Thank you so much. And we have Guy and Lizzie on the phones this morning, so you can give us a call. We're going to do um, our interview, so you might want to wait till the bottom of the hour to call in. So, uh, right now, for the dirty word of the day, we have John Denver coming in. There we go. Hit it, John. This week's dirty word of the day is heterogeneity. And heterogeneity is a wonderful word to explain what we need to be creating in our landscapes for Mother Nature. So a landscape at any scale, and I'm taking this from an article because I just thought the word was so good, uh, that has a variety of different features that are clearly visible. And so it may be, you know how you look at a landscape and you'll see different colors, different heights of plants, different vertical and horizontal niches different species combinations and this variety is termed patches. Okay well that's not a really really cool dirty word so heterogeneity is what patches are. It's an area in a landscape that is different from the surrounding areas and it's healthier for your landscape. The diversity and uneven distribution that defines a landscape's heterogeneity is based on many different features of an ecosystem it's the different species and where they are in the landscape it's a distribution of resources and a difference in land use patterns you know how we can be flying over a a um The United States, and we'll see farms, and they have different little patches of green here, then a different color green, and then they have you know reds or yellows, and you see all of these different combinations. Well, that's important in your landscape too, as well. A small area of grass can have patches of no grass, creating heterogeneity, or on the other hand, a huge forest may have patches of tall trees, short trees, no trees and grasses, creating heterogeneity. So it's important to understand that most um, patches are human-induced. Our commercial needs of forest and agriculture require us to affect that many parts of our landscape. So it's vital for the survival of ecosystems in that landscape, and your landscape is an ecosystem. So what you need to do is that you need to just determine how you can provide little niches don't have everything cookie cutter same species that everybody else on your neighborhood has and you will and then also to different heights and different levels so that you can explain to your HOA how you have a heterogeneous landscape that will be better for nature and your ecosystem i'm sure they're going to want to hear that All right. And so heterogeneity is very important in your landscape. So you want to make sure that your 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 landscape is as diverse as possible. And that means it's going to be healthier, get less, less disease issues, less insect issues. And it's going to be beautiful with the different seasons, different colors, different textures, heights and uh, also different um, just patches of good, healthy landscape. So that's that's wonderful. So um, we have text messages coming in, like I said, very good. And we have uh, Mary Phillips coming up. And she is the executive or senior director for the Gardens for Wildlife. And she was on a few months ago. And she gave us some wonderful information. And she's got more news for us today. Stay tuned. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens from the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios. I'm Teresa Watkins. And this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
4: Work zones present many challenges that require all drivers to stay alert. When entering a work zone, drivers should obey speed limits, avoid distractions, and maintain extra space between other vehicles. It is important to give others room and never attempt to cut off large trucks or buses. Remember, they are not able to stop as quickly as smaller vehicles. As you travel through the state, be prepared to stop, reduce your speed and move into open lanes as soon as possible. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles.
5: If asked, many Christians would tell you that prayer is a big part of their lives. However, if someone looked at your life and how you spend your time, would that statement really be true? If we're honest with ourselves, the topic of prayer can be very convicting. So be honest, is prayer a priority, a real priority? When you get up in the morning, is spending time alone with God as important as checking your smartphone? In today's hectic world, it's so easy to rush into our day without giving much thought to God or to prayer, but starting the day with prayer centers our hearts on what really matters. Perhaps it's time you started putting God into your morning routine. I guarantee that he has something more important to say in his word than your smartphone or social media or email. Take a moment to start your day right by starting it with God. This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart.
6: Visit
3: rightfromtheheart.org and click devotions to read the daily devotion and send to a friend
4: Family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now.
3: 800 398 0651. 800 398 0651. 800 398 0651. That's 800-398-0651. Hey, Bill, how's it going? I'm fine, Bob. I just wish I were ready for mosquito season. Well, that's why
7: I bought Summit Mosquito Dunks. Summit Mosquito Dunks? Yep, they kill the mosquito larvae before they're old enough to bite. How about that? Well, I guess I'm off to the store. Help protect yourself and your family from diseases caused by mosquitoes with Summit Mosquito Dunks. Available at garden centers, hardware stores, and online at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. That's SummitResponsibleSolutions.com.
0: Good morning. Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. If you miss any of today's show, you can hear Better Lawns and Gardens on betterlawns.com, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, all of the podcast uh, uh, websites you can hear us on. And we would love to have you follow us on Facebook. So with us this morning is Mary Phillips. Mary Phillips is the Senior Director for the Garden for Wildlife a wildlife and pollinator program under the auspices of the National Federation of Wildlife Organization, and it encompasses the highly successful Certified Wildlife Habitats, the National Wildlife Federation Network, Save the Monarch, Pollinator Garden Network, and Million Pollinator Garden Challenge. Good morning, Mary. How are you?
6: Good morning, Teresa. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: Oh, you're welcome. And you just got back from a trip a trip this week. How was your travel?
6: Uh, it was wonderful, actually. I, I was traveling through the Smoky Mountains and the Carolinas and uh, some of the south. And one of the benefits of this was seeing amazing native plants gardens in so many rest stops and public places and people's backyards. It was so heartening to see that along with uh, butterflies. Oh,
0: that's that's wonderful. We're heading up to North Carolina next week, and uh, I'm just so looking forward to it. So now when I read the announcement this week that the news that the monarch butterfly population has dwindled to such low numbers that they've been placed on the endangered species list, I thought I ought to have Mary on to talk about solutions to the monarch butterfly survival. So thank you for coming on. How distressing was it for you to find out after scientists have been talking for years about placing the monarch on the endangered species list that they had to finally do it?
6: Yes. Yeah, so this is the Global International uh, Union of uh, Conservation uh, Nations, IC- I, sorry. Un. And that is a global designation of labeling that. And um, we were uh, distressed, but we've been monitoring this, so not completely surprised. I think the surprise came that it happened um, now because we've had a little bit of an uptick um, in the US, particularly um, with the eastern and western uh, migratory population um, of of the monarch. Um, So it was it was a little, you know, it's important because this issue continues and this is based on decades of decline. So it's very important. But I I don't want people to feel that it's the end. We still can do much to help the monarch. So
0: that is so true. And so we have been successful. So can you update us on the million pollinator garden uh, challenge?
6: Uh, sure so that uh, was launched in 2015 it exceeded the million garden goal in 2018 and people continue to plant pollinator gardens and people can continue to do this particularly across their communities schools and residences and we we just can we're, it, we're just keeping it going in that respect
0: <laughs> I am so excited about that and it's so much fun uh, so so now uh, how can garden for wildlife which is your special program help homeowners to protect monarch butterflies
6: Sure. So uh, sorry. Garden for Wildlife actually encourages people to plant to provide food, water, cover and places for wildlife to raise their young. And the absolute critical thing monarchs need is the milkweed plant because that provides food. It also provides uh, a place to raise uh, their young. It's the only plant that the monarch caterpillars can survive on. Um, They have to eat those leaves to um, actually protect themselves uh, from predators um, and and obviously to grow and uh, turn into the adult uh, monarch butterfly.
0: Oh, that's great news. So now we've had Tim text in and he says, Mary, I have planted an area with milkweed for the monarchs. The problem is the first monarch caterpillars stripped the milkweed to a bare stem and it takes a long time for leaves to come back. What else can I plant to support the caterpillar? Well,
6: absolutely. So obviously more milkweed is is great. The good news is this is a a perennial plant, so it's going to return. Um, And and it does take some time uh, within the season for those monarch leaves to come back. I mean, sorry, milkweed leaves to come back. But I think um, the other complementary plants for the full life cycle of the monarch are Uh, those that provide multi-season bloom. So um, as you get into these other months that are coming up, end of summer, fall, asters, goldenrods, all supplement the full monarch life cycle.
0: That's great. So the monarch, so the butterfly weed is just great for the caterpillar stage of of the butterfly.
6: Well, it is, but the flowers actually support the nectar, provide nectar for the adult uh, as as well as many other pollinators
0: that's so important. So now, Mary for Florida gardeners, especially in South Florida, but monarch butterflies do not migrate. How important. So that just reflects on the having a food source all year long for them, right?
6: It absolutely does. And you're right. In southern Florida, there are certain, um, uh, you know, groupings of monarchs that tend to stay there because of the warmth. One important thing, though, um, it's still important to plant the native milkweed. People sometimes want to uh, plant tropical milkweed, and that actually um, has some risks. Um, in keeping monarchs uh, that might actually leave and migrate (laughs) um, to stay in an area too long and it challenges uh provides some disease challenges and some other things so planting native milkweed and there are many different florida uh, native milkweed that are just perfect for southern florida
0: i I will post them today on our facebook page uh, on better lawns and gardens so um mary so the Garden for Wildlife provides Florida native plants and collections that people can go on your site and purchase a whole series of plants for the specific uh, various site conditions that we have in Florida. So tell us about your resources.
6: Oh, sure. Thank you so much. Well, these are uh, plant collections we've been working with some time. We've actually coordinated in consulting with Dr. Jared Daniels at the University of Florida, Doug Tallamy. Um, has been a huge uh, support. His research on Keystone plants and the native plant finder that he uh, provided research for at nwf.org's slash Native Plant Finder, you can go in by zip code and get the right kinds of um, plants for where you live. Um, And then at GardenForWildlife.com, we have, if you go to the Florida page, it will give you a whole selection of wildlife gardens, um, monarch munchables, butterfly buffet, um, pollinator power. All of these have three season bloom um, for uh, your uh, wildlife in your area. They're uh, specifically designed for Florida. Um, as well as other, some Southeast states. Um, And they're just super easy. They have a DIY uh, garden plan for you. You will get um, seasonal tips on maintaining your garden, all that's part of uh, the experience to make it really easy for people to help this wildlife.
0: That is so important. I love that, that we have resources out there that everybody can take advantage of and use in their own specific zip code area. So I love that. So uh, you have, so the good news is that monarchs, that the butterflies are doing well.
6: They, 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 like this past year, there was an uptick, which was very encouraging, but it just, the, the designation uh, internationally just says we've got to stay vigilant um, and monarchs are really a flagship species for, you know, a poster child for helping us realize that what's impacting their habitat is impacting the habitat of all these other butterflies and bird species. So the more we do to help the monarch um, and create these butterfly gardens, they also support many other species.
0: Wonderful. Now, I have another text question. If, can you answer? Well, let me just yes. ask you. We've planted lots of milkweed and get many fat caterpillars, but we never see a chrysalis. Are they just camouflaged?
6: Well, that's a really good question. And yes, sometimes they are very well camouflaged and it, all of a sudden you see that, you don't see the chrysalis, and then you will see some monarch butterflies. Um, it, it is sometimes hard to find them. Sometimes they get knocked off um, you know, by pets and other things. So to keep that area um, a little bit protected helps uh, to make sure those caterpillars and the chrysalis are protected.
0: That's wonderful. Now, while I have you, Mary, I've got it. There was one more news this week on invasive species that came up. The Polish Academy of Sciences has placed feral cats on the invasive species list. So briefly tell us, because we've just got a, just a few minutes to go. Why are they so dangerous out in the wild? What are, what's wrong with feral cats? Well,
6: uh, feral cats Um, it's difficult for them (laughs) they have to find their food sources and they really do struggle um, in our urban suburban habitats to survive Um, and the the challenge is they also attack our bird populations and our songbirds have declined significantly since the 70s and feral cats um, do um, you know they they go after them (laughs) so that's a bit of a challenge Um, and it's 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 just, it's also a health issue sometimes in some areas. There's just so many. Um, So when people feed them, um, sometimes that's challenging. We have a really great article about that on our website, and I can give you that link, Teresa, for people to uh, share about that.
0: Oh, that would be wonderful. So if you you send that to me, I will then post it on Facebook because that's very important because we want people to, you know, we have so many good volunteers out there that take the feral cats and they spay them and they feed them and, you know, capture them, spay them and get their shots and boom they're 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 good to go yeah so that that'll yeah. be good go ahead
6: okay then i'll give you that resource
0: okay wonderful thank you so much mary for coming on uh i certainly do appreciate it so give us the website again and contact information if people would like to learn more about garden for wildlife real quick
6: sure it's uh, gardenforwildlife.com. thank you so much mary i certainly do
0: appreciate it
6: Thanks for having us. Oh, Thank you're me. welcome.
0: Thank you so much. That's Mary Phillips. She is the Senior Director for the Garden for Wildlife, and the um, that's a program for the National Wildlife Federation, and she works so hard on getting the word out there, and they do so many good programs, like the Million um, Pollinator Garden Challenge, Save the Monarch, and the Pollinator Garden Network. So if you would like her resources, I will be posting them. Again, I will be uploading it. To our Facebook page and also on Audio Boom, and you will be able to to get those.
1: Yes, yeah, she has really good information, and I love that. It's just, can we not just, it, you know how you see wildflowers growing on the side of the road? I mean, are they butterfly friendly? Like, yes. Do should we always focus on making sure no matter what we're putting out,
0: that's. That's on the sides of the roads like that? No, 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 no. because there's so many different things that are, you know, um, the University of Florida has a great uh, butterfly publication, and I will upload that today, too, as well. It's a 27-page document that lists everything that butterflies use in the um, ecosystems, and you'll see logs and different types of green, evergreen trees, and all sorts of different uh, resources, and so it'll be very eye-opening as to what butterflies use. All right, so it's not just flowers. It's okay. not just there flowers. They need information for that. So we are going to be back with more of Better Lawns and Gardens and your phone calls and text messages, one 2967 or you can text 23680. If it's Saturday morning, you're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
4: Call Rate Genius now.
3: 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms including APR are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value
7: of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors.
4: If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may
3: qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe $25,000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is a perfect time to get cash out, while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. If you need $25,000, $50,000, or more, now is the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to use your savings. Call New American Funding now and see how much cash out you can get. Call 800-712-8082. 800-712-8082, 800-712-8082, that's 800-712-8082, NMLS 6606, www.NMLSConsumerAccess.org. This is not an offer or commitment to lend, subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing opportunity.
4: Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health
3: Insurance Helpline can help you get it. 800 398 0651. 800 398 0651. 800 398 0651. That's 800 398 0651. Are you a homeowner and need extra cash to pay off debt, medical bills,
4: education expenses? Or are you planning for retirement? Homeowners like us have most of our money tied up in our homes. But what good does it do if you can't access your money with a real-life checkbook? Knock offers a new way of getting cash out of your home. They buy it from you, and you stay in your home as a renter. And depending on your program, you can also buy it back at any time. If your credit score is not perfect, don't worry. Knock can still help you get the cash you need. If your home is valued at $100,000 or more, take five minutes of your time to learn
3: how to convert the equity in your home into cash. Give Easy Knock a
4: call right
3: now. 800-382-7624. 800-382-7624. That's 800-382-7624.
1: The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day,
3: Eight hundred five one three one six five two. 513 1652
0: That's 800-513-1652. Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. Thank you to all our new listeners and subscribers. If you know someone who loves to garden or has a gardening question, please let them know about Better Lawns and Gardens and that they can Call in and listen on Saturday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Yes, we love our callers. I'm telling you, the listeners are the best. I know. I'm just so excited, and we're just so blessed. So we've got a lot of text messages here, so I'm really excited. So um, Patty in, let me see, Palm Bay. I am going right here. She says, question on growing corn mine is only 30 inches high and is starting to get ears and she says is this a soil issue very good question um patty and so june we the month of june this year we did not have a lot of rain and it was very hot and so if your variety is supposed to uh, is one that is not a dwarf or a shorter variety then definitely you got to have to stay on That watering, that's very important, and fertilizing to make sure that the corn has everything it needs. And so, I would probably say it didn't get enough water, and you probably could have uh, used a little bit more fertilizer on it, which would require water because remember, fertilizer at its base is salt. So when you're using fertilizer on your vegetables, you've got to make sure that they're hydrated and that they are adequately watered enough, okay? So that would probably be the issue. Just, uh, you know, make sure that it's getting enough water, Patty. Uh, John and Kissimmee, thank you so much for texting. If someone wants to grow bell peppers from the store-bought, they must use the red um, peppers because they've reached full maturity, and that's important. And that's an easy way to get seeds of bell peppers. You could just go ahead and buy... Um, the bell peppers. And then when you take out the inside, you know, you cut the top off and you can literally just pull the seeds out and dry them off in a paper towel and then plant them. But you want to make sure, like, like uh, John says, that you want to use the red peppers because they've reached full maturity and the seeds will grow. So the yellow ones, he says, are only half mature, right. And the green is the beginning stages of growth. and he says he always grows from store-bought plants even his star fruit which is 15 feet now and it's given him hundreds of fruits starting from year three he got from seeds from the star fruit very great and economical way to conserve money and still have edible fruits in your yard and so kudos to you john that's very good so uh Frank in Brooksville. Hello, Teresa. Hi, Frank. I have a blackberry. I believe it's an Arapaho that I put in a few years back. And this past year, we finally got some fruit. The first canes we got fruit, I would say early June, and that was followed by much larger canes producing much larger fruit a month or so later. My question is, do I prune these canes back to the ground, even though they still remain green, but no fruit currently? And he said, thank you. Well, thank you very much, um, Frank, for texting in. And yes, the new cane or the older canes can be cut off. That's going to stimulate new production, new leaf growth, new canes for next year. So go ahead and cut them back. Okay. and blackberries only have fruit on new cane growth. So that's very important. So good question. And so my next one's really interesting. I love this. Teresa, you mentioned earlier that you had a stressful week. I did. I had a very stressful week. And it was hot, too. You know, and it's, you know, it's Florida. Uh, And so, but we don't have to shovel sunshine. This is true. You know. (laughs) Good point. So so we just got to take the greats with the, you know, not so greats. And so, as a landscape designer and installer, do you find it easier to plant and allow the summer rains and water, uh, summer rains to water in the summertime? Or do you find it easier to do the installations in the fall and winter where there's less rain but you have to rely on irrigation? Well, the good news is this is Florida and we can design and install all year round. And so I am very proactive on that you have to have an efficient irrigation system no matter what you have in your landscape, only because we have months like this last June where we didn't have any rain at all. And this happens sometimes. We do go through droughts, which is a drought is an abnormal um, lack of rain. So during our dry season, which is winter and fall, We don't get a lot of rainfall, but it's our dry season, which is opposite of what it is up north. And so I'm a big believer in efficient irrigation systems, not high volume, low volume. Mr. Landscaper uh, low-volume emitters are, I just can't talk about how great they are enough. Mr. Landscaper irrigation, low-volume emitters, and you only irrigate when you need to. So when I'm designing in the summertime, Uh, And installing during the summertime, and we have an irrigation system, and we set the water correctly. I tell the homeowners, my clients, how to maintain it. But my landscape designs are always based on uh, available rainfall. So that once it's established, then all it needs is rainfall in the wintertime. If we get it, it's going to be okay. We have lower temperatures in the wintertime, so we don't need as much rain. But during the winter, sometimes we do have 90 degree Januaries, which is why people come to Florida. And so, you know, those are the days that we need to irrigate if we're not getting the rainfall. So that's why irrigation is so important. But it's important to have an efficient system. But once my landscapes are established... They don't need to have supplemental water. So oh, that's Okay, cool.
1: that's some good information right there.
0: There you go. And so uh, let's see, Got to the, we answered the two monarch questions. Grew up in south of Brevard and found it too difficult to grow in the summer here. So uh, this texter says, I start them in February and then I could do another batch in the fall. So depending on where she is in Palm Bay, they either got a good bit of rain or no rain this past month, right? And so that's very good information too, as well. So starting uh, your corn a little bit earlier, Patty, um, will be uh, important for getting that crop to grow All to right. the height it needs. But you go, if you start it early, you got to remember spring is dry, so you got to get that water there. So it's still a watering issue uh, for the corn to grow as well. If you have a question, a gardening question one 2967 or you can text us at 23680 Guy and Lizzie are doing great jobs handling the phones and the texters and so we are looking forward to talking with you you're in the final half hour Better Lawns and Gardens so you can give us a call one 455 you're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens I'm Teresa Watkins and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network
7: When was the last time you had a truly awesome nursery experience? A nursery and garden center with a huge selection and friendly expert advice. We're talking about Quality Green specialists in land. At Quality Green, we have your favorite plants, fruit trees, flowers, vegetables, and herbs. Plus with our 8011 fertilizer, organic azomite and composted soil, your garden will look its very best. Great plants, sustainable products,
3: call right now that number is 800-485-6003
4: we're all excited that summer is here but there's no need to rush to your destination speeding and aggressive driving are not only against the law but extremely dangerous THE TRIP TO YOUR DESTINATION CAN BE HALF THE FUN, SO TAKE YOUR TIME AND ENJOY THE RIDE. THE FLORIDA HIGHWAY PATROL REMINDS YOU TO SLOW DOWN, STAY COOL AND BE SAFE THIS SUMMER. BROUGHT TO YOU BY THE FLORIDA DEPARTMENT OF HIGHWAY SAFETY AND MOTOR VEHICLES. VISIT FLHSMV.GOV FOR MORE INFORMATION
7: insurers call 800-925-1522 that's right annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report both absolutely free for calling today call 800-925-1522 that's 800-925-1522 Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full
4: term health insurance it's not worth it if you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance call right now and learn for free how to get it listen affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away so give us a shout right now
3: 800-398-0651 800-398-0651 800-398-0651 that's 800-398-0651
0: Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. We still have time for your phone call on your gardening questions, whether it's one 2967 or you can text 23680. So, so, Lizzie, Guy, take an estimate of how many birds feral cats kill outdoors a year out in the wild. I would say about 300.
7: 1,000. A 1,000.
0: A Between 200 and 400 million birds a year. Holy cheese and crackers. So that's, that really, and they get the songbirds, you know, those are the ones that are low to the, you know, they have those different niches. They don't fly high and, you know, they go come to the bird feeders. And, yeah, plus
1: we set them up for failure and set the cats up for success by putting our bird feeders down close to the ground.
0: Exactly, <laughs> you know, and, and, and right out in the open so that they don't have any place to run away to, you know, fly off to and stuff. So you should always have your bird feeders and, you know, your birdhouses in a little area where it's close to trees and and, and different types of tall shrubs. So that's good. Let's go to our we got a great text message here. So good morning, Teresa. Denise from Ormond. She just returned from a trip to Western North Carolina, and I bet it was just gorgeous. And she noticed their crepe myrtles look so different than ours. And she says, Is this due to the fact that I have my crepe myrtles trimmed yearly? If I skip the trimming, will they develop a beautiful huge canopy? And Denise Probably, and that's very important. There's no need to trim crepe myrtles at all on a regular basis. Okay, and so they do develop, you know, different crepe myrtles have different growing heights. Some produce canopies where they extend wider than they are taller, and then some are vase shaped where they grow, you know, very tall almost 30 to 40 feet tall some of the the larger um, varieties and so no reason to cut crepe myrtles you can cut off the seed pods if you want and it's always you know um, okay to take off anything that's smaller than your pinky that's growing in the wrong direction or to to create better air circulation within the crepe myrtle where you have like three to four trunks and the new suckers at the bottom come up, you can always cut those off. So anything smaller than your pinky is, is fine. But yes, there's no need to trim them. They do look beautiful and they look very natural and they have more flowers when you don't prune them. Okay, so let's go to Bobby in Melbourne. Good morning, Bobby.
2: Good morning, everybody. Yeah, you are so right with the great myrtles, first off. Oh. And I keep meaning to send you some, some pictures from what I've seen around here, South like South Bavard, Melbourne, Vieira. I'm seeing a lot less of the myrtles cut back, and they are huge and wonderful.
0: That's and, wonderful. Yes, please yeah. send them to me. That would be great.
2: Yeah, um, but I wanted to comment with the feral cats quickly. Okay. So I, I lived Australia for a bit, and after a while I noticed, like, you know, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne. I don't see feral cats all over. It's a city. You usually do. And I found out they had like an unofficial calling of the feral cats because they really love their native wildlife there. You mm-hmm. know, they know how unique it is. Mm-hmm. But it's like they didn't want to talk about it, but I found out that they did it. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, that it it it, was... it 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 can you can do that, but we just you know, Australia's huge too and you know, yeah. um uh, but their city areas we they have a lot less, you know, urban areas than we do here in Florida, I mean, or in the United States, and there we have so many feral cats. Can't believe it. It, it is. And we used to have a, a strong program in Brevard. I don't
2: know if they would do it where it was they would catch the feral cats and spay and neuter them and put them
0: back yeah and and that's and that's a responsible thing to do so if you're feeding your feral cats and they're not spayed um you know take them to the vets and uh, there's some low-cost programs around find out what's you know happening in your county and get them to there and let them then let them lead a good life then that's fine because they do control yeah. the rat population the rodent population. Mm,
2: yep so, so, you know yeah So
0: thank so thank you so much, Bobby. I appreciate you listening. Thank you for calling in. Uh, I appreciate that. That's one country I want to go to. I have cousins in Australia, and uh, my cousin Patrick and all his children and family live there. So. I really want to go to Australia too as well. So um, one of the texters says how many rats do feral cats kill? And they do. They do keep down the rodent population, but then good snakes do too as well. So, you know, there is a balance there that if we have the right amount of, you know, s- you know, snakes and, you know, and even rats they 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 um, are a resource for food for some some other critters, you know, like wildlife critters. So, um, Tallahassee, Carol in Tallahassee, thank you for giving me your name and where you live. That helps so much in the text messages. Can I cut back lantana in the winter and have it come back in the spring? Possibly. It may freeze a little bit. It may take longer to come back. But what I would do, Carol, is cut it now. Cut it now in August. Don't cut it back in the wintertime. All right. And that's going to help keep it alive. You don't want to do it in the winter. You want to cut it back in the summertime when it has a chance to grow back out again and harden off and it's not going to be too big for you. Okay. I saw a beautiful lantana last night that I took a picture of. I'll I'll post a picture of that too on Facebook as well. So uh, we have um, Mukesh in Claremont. Avocado tree gave a number crop last year. This year, no flower. Avocado skipped like that four years ago tree is great well you know Makesh, sometimes the avocados and and trees that produce fruit just take a year off because they're so tired and they gave you a really good amount of fruit and they're just they're just not in the mood the following season so uh you don't have to worry about it if you're getting it uh getting a good harvest you know every couple of years or four years in a row then it skips one year that's normal. There's nothing wrong with it. And as long as you're fertilizing on a regular basis so that it can keep up production, then your tree is just fine. Thank you so much, Makesh. That's a great question. And you did it right. He gave me the city and his name. So I love that. Um, would it be detrimental, so our next one, to, um, to, to mature cypress trees to shave down the flat knees in my lawn? They are wrecking my mower and I understand what you mean. So my, um, the situation that you have, I don't know where they are in your lawn, but if they are in the middle of your lawn and at least 20 to 30 feet away from the cypress tree, yeah, you can go ahead and cut them down. But you have to know that it's illegal for cypress trees on the shoreline for you to cut the knees of cypress trees. And so they it's not allowed on the shoreline in wetland areas, but in a residential lawn, if they're popping up, you don't want to you know hurt your lawnmower, go ahead and do it. And uh, it it should be just fine. So that's great. So um, we have um, next week we got a great show coming up for you. We want you to, if you would please go to Facebook. You know, and like us, and give us five stars, Lizzie. I think Guy and you deserve five
1: stars. Oh, I think you deserve five stars. <laughs> I think no, our listeners, do. our listeners, deserve the five stars. So pat yourself on the back and give us five. How about that?
0: That's good. High five, everyone. That that would be wonderful. Facebook page Better Lawns and Gardens. You'll see my photo on there, which I look so much better on the radio. I just have to tell you, and so me uh, too. <laughs> and Guy looks great all the time. You know, he just he. Wonderful. He's photogenic there, so that's great. And so I will be uploading all of the show's links and resources. Mary from uh, the uh, Garden for Wildlife program, she has already sent the information that I need, so that'll be great, so I'll post it later on this afternoon. It'll probably be after two o'clock. But if you missed any of today's shows, you can go on to iHeartRadio. You can go on their website. uh, You can go on to iTunes. You can go on to Audioboom, where I have all of the last two years of the shows with the individual topics. You can see every show and see what I talked about that week on the air, and you will see you will get links and everything. So it'll tell you all the different questions I answered and what is uh, what's available for you out there. So we would love to have you do that. You can also go to the betterlawns.com site and you can ask your gardening questions there. You can email me during the week. Don't text during the week because the texting during the week, uh, we won't see it, okay? Because we're not here in the station, we're only here on Saturday mornings. And so go ahead and do that. I'd like to thank Dana Venrick, Quality Green Specialist, for uh, coming on today and telling us about Azomite. And you can see the YouTube video on Quality Green Specialist Nursery's Facebook page. And then also Mary Phillips with Garden for Wildlife and the National Wildlife Federation to come on and tell us, update us about the monarch population. That's very good. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Lizzie, to all our callers and textures, Guy, our Facebook fans, it's just wonderful. Great job. That's wonderful. So you can join amazing Lizzie and Guy with us next week for more Better Lawns and Gardens.
1: That's it.
0: I love this. Thank you, listeners. On a serious note, you guys rock. I know. We are just so fortunate. And thank you, Guy, for producing the show today. I certainly do appreciate it. I am going to the Adams Family musical tonight. And she's rubbing it in. Sounds fun. It sounds like a lot of fun. I'm Teresa Watkins. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens. And this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network from Summit Responsible Solutions Studios. We'll see you next week.